Glory to God. Thank God for the word of God. Thank God for faith in Christ Jesus. I welcome you to another episode of Every Day with Jesus podcast or broadcast. And um, we've been studying spiritual growth and what it looks like. So um, we're going to just make progress on that. And then this is going to be quite short. Praise God. <laughs> it's going to be quite short. But let's say a word of prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for clarity, illumination, light, shine on our path, even as we look through the pages of your word. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Amen. Okay, so I've been emphasizing the place of knowledge. And then today I'll just speak on that for a little um, or a little more. And then we'll continue from there tomorrow. John chapter 21. Praise God. See how important knowledge is. At John 21, when Jesus was giving Peter, you know, the final shots, parting, final parting shots, see the emphasis of Christ in appointing Peter as the leader of the early church. John 21, I'll read from verse 15. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than this? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs, feed my lambs. Hallelujah. Feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. Hallelujah. Feed my lamb, tend my sheep. And he said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he asked him, um, or he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. You see, the reason for that emphasis was to let Peter see that a major way to show and to demonstrate his love towards the Lord is to take care of his sheep, is to nurture the flock of the Lord, is to nurture the sheep of Christ. Hallelujah. To nurture the sheep of Christ. So when he says to feed the flock, he was giving him an instruction that was going to mark out his ministry, that was going to define his emphasis in the ministry. It's about feeding the flock. Praise God. Now, not just feeding the flock with all kinds of things. Look at Jeremiah chapter 3. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 3. I'll read from verse 14. The Bible says, Return, O backsliding children, says the Lord. For I am mad, I'm married to you. I'll take you from one, from a city, and two, and, um, okay, I'll take you from a city and two, from, fam- from a family. Okay, sorry. I'll take you, one from a city, and two from your family, and I'll bring you to Zion. Look at verse 15, point of emphasis. And I'll give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. What are shepherds going to feed you with? With knowledge and understanding. Hallelujah. Look at Acts of Apostles, chapter 20, when Paul summoned the elders at Ephesus. Acts of Apostles, chapter 20. Glory to God. Acts of Apostles, chapter 20. Hallelujah. Look at this. When Paul summoned the elders at Ephesus, see what he said to them from verse 17. That is from Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called for the elders of the church. And when they had come to him, he said to them, You know that from the first day that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you, serving the Lord without humility, with many tears and trials, which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews. How I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly and from house to house. Have you seen? So Paul is reminding them about the pattern and the mode of his ministry. What characterized, what marked out his ministry? It was a teaching ministry. 
I taught you publicly and from house to house. That was how I was serving God with all humility, night and day, in tears. Hallelujah. With many tears. Now look at verse 21. Testifying to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. So the ministry of Jesus Christ, was, of Paul rather, was marked out, was marked out by teaching. Hallelujah. Teaching and bearing testimony to the word of God. Look at verse 22. Bible says, and see, now I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that would happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations are with me. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Look at verse 25. And indeed, now I know that you all, among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God, will see my face no more. Among whom I have gone preaching. Hallelujah. That was, that, was the caras, that was the dominant thing in the ministry of Paul. Preaching. Teaching. Hallelujah. That was what characterized his ministry. Then he goes to verse 26 and says, Therefore I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men, for I have not shown to declare to you the whole counsel of God. So look at the seriousness attached to the ministry. I have not shown to declare to you the whole counsel of God. That is, I have taught you all that you need to know about the gospel. Praise God. Now look at verse 28. Notice he's having a meeting with the elders at Ephesus, who were the pastors, the leaders in the churches of, you know, churches situated in Ephesus. And then he's showing them, he's reminding them of how he conducted himself in the ministry, the emphasis of his ministry, the dominant thing that characterized his ministry, which is teaching, testifying to the knowledge of, of God, testifying to the grace of God, teaching and preaching the kingdom of God. So he's, he's reminding them the, the, the essence of the essence of his ministry because he's about to give them an instruction. Then verse 28, he says, Therefore, take heed to yourselves, and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to feed the, the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. What are they meant to do also? To also feed the church of God, the flock of God which he purchased with his own blood. That is the essence of pastoring. To feed men with the knowledge of Christ. To equip men with adequate knowledge and understanding of the gospel. Hallelujah. Look at First Peter chapter 5. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 5, glory be to God. First Peter chapter 5, feeding, feeding, knowledge, feeding, instructing, teaching. That is it. First Peter chapter 5, I read from verse 1, Bible says, The elders who are among you, I exhort, I who am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that will, that will be revealed. Verse 2, Feed the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers. This is one of the ways we have oversight over the lives of men. To feed the flock, to shepherd the flock. Don't forget Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15. I will give you shepherds according to my own heart. So the shepherds that are according to God's own heart are the kinds of shepherds described at Jeremiah 3.15. We will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Not just any kind of knowledge, the knowledge of Christ, the knowledge of God himself. The knowledge of Christ, what he has done, is gospel. So it's safe to conclude that Paul was a shepherd according to the heart of God. It's safe to conclude that the apostles were shepherds after the heart of God. Peter was. 
Hallelujah. Men who, sh- who, who nurtured men with the truth of the gospel of Christ. Who nurtured men with the knowledge of God as revealed in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So you notice that the instructions always given to the elders, to leaders in the early church, and you know by extension to us today, is to nurture men with the knowledge of Christ. To feed men with knowledge. This is the essence of the scriptures. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. All scripture is given and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. You see, scriptures are profitable for doctrine, and by that doctrine, we are able to reprove, to give evidence. By that, we are able to correct, we are able to instruct men in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete. Thoroughly equipped for every good work. You know, we're talking about spiritual growth and it shows you that the only way to bring that spiritual growth, the only way to equip you to be effective in every good work, the only way to build you up, to mature you in the faith to a point where you are effective in doing the good works that Jesus has ordained for us in the faith is by teaching you the word. It's by giving you knowledge, the knowledge of Christ, the knowledge of Christ via the scriptures. You are meant to profit from the Bible doctrinally. Hallelujah. That's why you notice that the um, pastoral epistles of Paul, which is um, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy and Titus, you notice an emphasis on the need for pastors, leaders to equip men with doctrine, to teach. Pastors were saddled with the responsibility of, you know, you know indoctrinating men, the responsibility of, of, of helping men in Bible knowledge, Bible knowledge, imbibe the knowledge of the word. Let's look through a few of them at 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 3. Paul speaking, he says, as I urged you when I went into Macedonia, remain in Ephesus that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine. The minister of the gospel must be in charge of doctrinal purity. He must make sure there's no room for spurious or false teachings. Hallelujah. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 6. If you instruct the brethren in these things, you'll be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished in the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed. Nourished in the words of faith and of the good doctrine. You see the word instruct the brethren. It is to instruct the brethren in sound doctrine. Hallelujah. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 13. It says, Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Give attention to doctrine, to teaching. That is, be found teaching. Hallelujah. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16. It says, take it to yourself and to the doctrine, continue in them, for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you by paying attention to doctrine, by continuing in doctrine, by taking heed to doctrine, you save both yourself and them that hear you. So you see how knowledge is so vital. Hallelujah. At 1 Timothy chapter 5, 17, that is the reason why we should honor and you know respect teachers, in the body of Christ and respect pastors in the body of Christ. First Timothy 5.17 Bible says, let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in word and doctrine be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in word and doctrine. Hallelujah. Word and doctrine the same. Teaching. Look at First Timothy chapter 6 and verse um, 3. Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter 6 and verse 3. He says, if anyone teaches otherwise and does not consent to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and to the doctrine which accords with godliness, verse 4, Bible says he is proud, knowing nothing. So you see an emphasis on doctrine. 
men are to consent to some words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, and, the, and to the doctrine which accords with godliness. Glory be to God. That is the first thing people are meant to follow a preacher for. They say, I like his lifestyle. I like the way he just talks. I like the way he does things and all that. See, you are meant to follow a minister of the gospel mostly because of his doctrine, the knowledge of the word. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10. Paul speaking concerning the followership of Timothy. How Timothy followed him. He says, but you have carefully followed my doctrine. Manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance. The first thing to follow is doctrine. Hallelujah. The doctrine and then manner of life and then you have purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance. You know why? Because all those other things are an offshoot of the doctrine of Paul. The doctrine that Paul taught. And when I say doctrine of Paul, I mean his teachings. Hallelujah. is the doctrine of Christ taught by Paul. The, the, the manner of life of Paul came from the doctrine. Hallelujah. His purpose is from the doctrine. His faith is a result of the doctrine. His long-suffering is a result of the message. His love is a result of the message. His perseverance is a result of the message. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So you see that there's so much emphasis on doctrine. In fact, you know, the only thing the Bible says the time is coming when no men will no longer endure is sound doctrine. Every other thing is going to be an offshoot of neglecting doctrine. If men are going to get worse or deteriorate in their lifestyle, it will be because they have neglected the doctrine of Christ. Second Timothy 4.3, Bible says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. A time is going to come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. So you see that the major thing that men are going to neglect that will now breed every other thing is sound doctrine. They will no longer endure Deal sound doctrine. Hallelujah. If you look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, glory to God. 2 Timothy in chapter 3, I'm going to, and I'm going to read from verse 1. You see that it is a neglect of doctrine that leads to deterioration in every other area or aspect of one's life. Bible says from verse, look at this now from verse 1. Bible says, um, okay, hold on. Bible says um, from verse 1. But notice that in the last days, perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure, right, and lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. The reason why that kind of attitude will be prevalent and dominant in the church is because they have a form of godliness and they've denied the power thereof. They have turned away from the truth. And you know this is very clear if you continue reading. Look at this now from verse 6. The Bible says, For of this sort are those who creep into household and, and, and households and make captives of godly women loaded down with things, led away by various errors, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's the problem. And I said in one, of these, in one of these teachings that all the problems, the major problems that people have with spiritual growth can be traced to a lack of knowledge, most likely. Most times, it's lack of knowledge. Hallelujah. Even when the person is, an, is in an environment of the word and the person is talking Christianese and is talking what man needs. Hallelujah. And he's talking, sounding like, you know, sounding the cliches and all that. And the person is not growing. It's still a knowledge problem. It means the person is not paying attention as he ought to. Or the person is not, you know, continuing in the things he has received. It is still a knowledge problem. Hallelujah. It is still a knowledge problem. So, knowledge is so important and vital in this, um, knowledge is so important and vital in spiritual growth. We cannot joke 
about it. Glory be to God. You know, at Titus also, Titus is also a pastoral epistle. At Titus 1.9, it says, Holding fast the faithful word as he has been taught that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and convict those who contradict. Titus 2.1, but as for you, speak the things which are proper for sound doctrine. Hallelujah. Titus 2.7, in all things showing yourself to be a pattern of good works, in doctrine showing integrity, reverence, incorruptibility, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that one with an opponent may have nothing evil to say of you, will be ashamed, having nothing evil to say of you. Praise God. You see, an emphasis on doctrine. Glory be to God, because knowledge is the most essential aspect of the Christian faith. And anybody that despises knowledge will never grow. Hallelujah. I found people who say, me, I don't read my Bible. I just know my God. You don't know God. Hallelujah. You don't know God. Do you know one thing that Jesus said to the Pharisees? At Matthew 22, verse 29, Jesus answered and said to them, you are mistaken, not knowing the scriptures, not the power of God. Not knowing the scriptures, not the power of God. Every time the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes and the rulers of Israel had a problem with, you know, certain concepts in the Bible, had a problem with understanding or comprehending something about God, Jesus would say, have you not read? Have you not read? The man that does not understand the scriptures cannot claim to know God. If you don't know the scriptures you don't know God for scriptures are a a revelation of the mind of God if you don't know the scriptures you don't know God if you want to know God and understand his will and plan and his purpose and his ways you must know the scriptures if you want to know God and know his wisdom and his counsels and his understanding you must subscribe to scriptures the man that does not know the scriptures does not know God does not know God he says you are mistaken for you know not the scriptures not the power of God Hallelujah. Because it is by the scriptures we discern the mind of God. Glory be to God. So you see, knowledge is so, so, so fundamental. God influences us the most by knowledge. Hallelujah. We'll continue from here tomorrow. Don't don't forget to invite somebody, invite your friends, family members, colleagues, classmates, and let's come together to have a great time in the word of God. And don't forget to have a great day of being full of the word, full of faith, full of the spirit, full of power, full of spiritual songs. And don't forget to be a blessing to somebody. See you in the next episode.